Balotelli, Aguero! Hello? Hello? Welcome, bienvenue, Hamusta, to the Premier League season finale episode of the Plastics Podcast, a show where three American wankers watch fans around the world rejoice and despair as the beautiful game wraps up domestically for another drama-filled season. You're joined by proud and newly minted Leicester Championship correspondent, Maddie Gaylor. That's not funny yet. And also on the pod is Blair. At least we have family lacrosse. <laughs> Without honor, you don't have family. Without family, you don't have anything. And myself, Jacob Burke, Jason Momoa sympathizer. This week, we give out lots of awards. Everyone's a winner here at the Plastics Podcast. And also, we go over the intricacies of the Fast and Furious franchise. Maybe the family was the friends we made along the way the whole time. Oh, it's over. It, it's over. It's all ogre. What else is there to say? I mean, lots to say, obviously. We've got a whole podcast episode, but like truly. I hope there's a lot to say. <laughs> truly, what else is there to say? It's, it was another drama-filled end uh, for different reasons I than last this. season. I hated this. Maddie, can I... Leicester City fan, chief correspondent for all things Foxes, Maddie Gaylor. Can I just get a little insight into your headspace right now? Should oh, we call you, you Fox News? Yeah. <laughs> Fair and balanced. Fuck, that was good. Not. That was good. Um, I, I, I think I wrote down all my feelings into a poem uh, that will be recited sometime during the podcast. I see that your caps lock button's broken. Is it? Did you? Uh, oh, hit I, I hit it a few too many times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sad. Guys, I like how you actually looked at your caps lock. I button. did. I was like, "Fuck! Did I break?" It? Guys, the season's over, and many things have happened. Many hearts have been broken. Many dreams realized across all the fan bases for the Premier League. Mm. The family of teams, if you will. Oh. Yes. Yeah. It's all family. Yeah. yeah. What did you guys do over, over the last week? How was it? Boy, I did not leave the apartment. That's right, folks. That's right. Mm. Blair, what about you? Yeah, we were sick still. We, still we were COVID. still testing positive with COVID. We so. were responsibly quarantining ourselves. Yeah. But now we're better. And, and we're back at it. We're back at it. Two nights out in a row, guys. Bingo, bango. Well, well for some. <laughs> so, we did go karaokeing. Yes, we did. Uh, some more successfully than others. I think I think it was a good night. It was a fa- it was a wonderful night. Yeah. It was a wild night. What song did you sing, Maddie? I sang "Jack and Diane" by John Cougar Mellencamp. And Blair, mm. if if you were to sing karaoke, <laughs> what Ooh. song would you pick right um, now? Like, let's say you you were handed the mic right now. Legend goes down from the chabon down. Stop putting songs like in his brain. Let him let him think of his own thing. I think it's um. Mm, that's a tough question. I think I would probably sing 
A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. That's a pretty Fantastic good one. Fantastic choice. That would get the whole bar is singing with you. Yeah. yeah, but the go-to song is always Don't Stop Believing. So. Yeah, I mean, you kind of struggle to think of a better I don't know. Song. Jack and Diane kind of killed it. Everybody yeah, sang it. Better than Don't Stop Believing by Journey? Everybody knows. The quintessential Michigan song. <laughs> That's true. For that one, that one, one line. piece of phrase. Yep. yep. Well, Jacob, what did you sing? I sang Vienna by Billy Joel. I think it's a very nice song. It was beautiful. And it doesn't strain the old vocal cords too much. Yes. So it's a, it's one of those songs that it's achievable by the common man to sing mm. with his heart. Should go for some Bob Dylan. That's true. <laughs> I just don't know <laughs> if that translates well Wouldn't to karaoke. You? Yeah. Uh, Blair, we also saw Fast 10. We did. Yes. Uh, yes. Without without making it a whole movie discussion and uh-huh. getting into an argument like last week about the rating system of did, people. Did you guys do your homework? Not you guys. The people listening. Did you <laughs> yeah. watch the movie Sahara? And do you agree with class, me class. that it is the best movie made? Now, the assignment was to watch Sahara and look for all the green screen moments. Yes. How many did you spot? <laughs> How many different green screens? Yes. Uh, Blair, what did you think of Fast 10? Um, I thought it was a, another entry in the Fast and Furious franchise. Ah, of all the movies, it was one? It was true to form, yes. Um, this is, they, they've got this thing down to such a science now, like it is, it's truly remarkable. Like I think these movies write themselves at this point. It's one of those franchises that anyone can watch as long as they know what to expect. Like it, it just, yeah. you can talk about it as you would a comedy. Yeah. Or an action film. Or a fantasy. Or, well, Because it's not really based in everyday life. If we're going to be honest with ourselves. I mean, that's true. Nothing that they do. Turns out launching cars from space isn't based in everyday life. Turns out lifting an engine block out of a car with one hand. No, that's real. I've seen that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's... Okay. It's amazing. It, it, we're we're just quick off the off the dome. Mm. Where in the franchise tier list do you put this? Um, that's a good question. I I think I'm partial to like in terms of like the movies themselves. I'm more partial to the earlier ones just because I think I have some more. I have both like I like them more as movies and also have some of the nostalgia as a younger person watching like Too Fast Too Furious in my basement like eighty times. Um, so I really like that one, like Tokyo Drift, um, Fast Six. The one with the plane crash was great. That was good because uh, it's like such a ridiculous like the scene. Fifteen minute, p- yeah, scene on the runway. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. But I think the absurdity of the the late entries in the franchise are it, they keep ratcheting it up, and I just find it that the entertainment of it's like the, it's almost a spectacle to see like what they can do with cars now, right? right. And so it's less about it being a good or bad movie. Like they're not good movies, you know, like they're all over the place on the, on the globe, constantly cutting between well, new see, locations I would and gently counter. They're good movies. If you adjust your definition of a movie. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. If you pare down what's good into <laughs> very broad categories. Yeah. Um, so I think this one was like, I think it was like more of, I think it had one of the better villains. Um, oh, for sure. Of the later franchises. Um, I do wonder what they said to him. Like, yeah. hey, Jason, what? Because, like, I was rooting for him the whole time. 
And he was comically evil. They, he was. Yeah. He, he like I want you to I Jason, let me look, here's here's what we got for you. We've got someone who's got nothing to lose. Yeah. And you have the revenge arc going for you. Yeah. So how do you want to play this? Uh and Jason said yes. as insanely as possible. Yeah, I think I think he probably modeled himself after a little bit of Heath Ledger's Joker and also Waluigi. <laughs> yes. I think I I feel like Every time I saw him get into a car, like there was a scene where he's like hanging out the window during the middle of a race. And I was yeah. like, that is exactly like what Bowser would do or something, you know, like this. Well, he no, looks it was like, the one where like the Joker is riding away in the police car. Yeah, and exactly. He does the, the same window. shit. Yeah, yeah. He does the same exact yeah. thing. Yeah. He just happens to also paint his nails in this one, uh -huh. which I mean, the Joker doesn't have his own makeup, I guess, but there's this really weird villain performance from Jeremy Strong in a Guy Ritchie movie called The Gentleman. Have you seen it? No, but I... I know the movie. Okay. You should watch it because it is one of the most baffling like artistic choices from an actor I've ever seen. And if you read the New Yorker piece about Jeremy Strong, that's talking about like his method acting thing. And like it was debated on Twitter for like six months. He, they mention that performance um, to him and he just goes, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> um, and I think also there are hints of Jeremy that strong, the, the quote, the guy from succession. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Kendall Roy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think there were hints of that performance as well in what Momo is doing here. Cause he does like this weird sort of like effeminate thing also. And it's like, what, what exactly are you going for? <laughs> I, I think it's just going for like unhinged, yeah. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's like, I'm not toxically masculine, but I am a unquestionably evil. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it was interesting. Yeah. No, he looked weirdly older. I don't know why he did. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think I'm just so used to the CGI covering all of him for Aquaman that That's I, true. I didn't see the whole because I can't remember the last movie I saw and it was in that wasn't a DC movie. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that was enough of... Okay, uh, fine, whatever. I personally think the watershed moment for the Fast and Furious franchise was when they introduced The Rock. Then all mm -hmm. semblance of reality was brought to a close. When he breaks his cast off his broken arm. Daddy's got to go to work. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Okay, yeah, you're right, Maddie. But you're right. Okay, so the season has ended, and now we've got no real uh, match day analysis because obviously most of the what's to analyze what's the most of what was it talk about was the narrative you know who got um relegated who survived by the skin of their teeth who just clinched european uh, competition next year all of that stuff mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. uh we're here to take you through as our detailed analysis of the season begins our awards Ooh. and wow. we've got many so bear with us. Everyone gets touched upon. And of course, poems, right? Of course, poems. Well, yeah. What were you saying, Maddie? I do have one award that has nothing to do with the teams themselves, but with us. Oh, you gave us awards. I scored our preseason predictions. Oh, how did you score boy. them? Uh, if you got the place right, you got a point. Uh -huh. Oh, so did we get any points? One person got two. One person got one, and one person got zero. Oh, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. who do you think got zero? Uh, I would say me. You are incorrect. Was it Blair? <laughs> nope. Was it you? <laughs> yes, it was. But hang on, you almost got eighth place Brentford. I, god damn it, I, I think I said did. City would win the league, so I feel like I got one right. You did get one. 
But wait, hang on. Was this so did, did I did I say Spurs would make top three? You did. Hang yeah. on. The true test but of so this is Blair. where did we say Chelsea would place? Uh, fifth and fourth. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, the man. other the the other two teams. Did any of us have the promoted teams? All three of them making it? No. Okay, obviously. Okay, just tell us who who won. Blair, you got two right. You got Man City and Crystal Palace in eleventh. <laughs> okay, classic. You knew and that Jacob, one. You had that one for sure. You got Everton in seventeenth. Uh, very, oh, you very know what? Because nice. you were like, Everton's going to do well this season. No, I said they're going to get no, relegated. Yeah, you had him in Did 18th. Did you? Yeah, yeah, I had him in 18th. Okay, well, we were close. Um, I think we should score it a different way, personally. I was thinking about doing this. Oh, okay. Um, I would score it. I would give points for the number of places away you were for each team. Oh, that's going to well, take a lot more yeah. math. Yeah, it would take, not, we can't do it right now, but I think that would be... Okay, that'd be fun. To show, like... And then, like, you want to have the lowest score possible. Well, I say we just post... Okay. We post them again, post the receipts yeah. online. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Because obviously we're, I, I am looking, I am looking at a, a sixth place West Ham on my table right now. Yeah, I think. <laughs> you had seventh, so yeah. I also had sixth. I also have a seventh place Arsenal. Okay. Yeah, we also you do have seventh place Arsenal. Up, I remember so. that pick. <laughs> okay, okay. But th thank you, Maddie, for uh, showing at the world that we truly don't know what we're talking hey, about. Hey, anytime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so now we have uh, awards. So I'm just going to go down list by list. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, category by category. And I don't think any of us told the other what we picked. Or mm. furthermore, how we went about judging who got what. Yeah, okay. So I think hearing the reasoning this will be just be as interesting yeah. as hearing what we picked. So we'll start, uh, we'll start big. We'll start at the top here. Uh, manager of the season. Oh, you're just switching up the, the list on me. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. My, when I said the top, I meant the second from the top. Right. Of course. <laughs> why, why would we do the first one? Uh, Blair, do you want to take this one? Um, yeah, I had Roberto Zerbi. As the manager of the season. Okay. For the manager of the half season, of yeah. the two-thirds yeah. season. Yeah, so why don't you take us through why you picked him and not uh -huh. any of the other 20-plus managers that had some yeah. <laughs> appearance this season. So first, I want to give honorable mentions. No, 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 no. I don't want you to take away from anyone that might be picking. Unai Emery. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I picked Roberto Deserbi because I think that this Brighton team wasn't just overperforming this year like they were truly formidable and i think that they finishing in a europa league spot is a huge accomplishment for them because they were so hard stuck in like that weird seventh through ninth position on the table for so many years and they took a guy who had been with the club for so long in graham potter everybody thought was really good and they um they, they interviewed one manager roberto zerbi and they said all right you're our guy they hired him and they got better, probably. Um, there was a point in the season where Pep Guardiola said that Brighton were the best team in build-up in the world. And he sometimes does this to, like, sort of fake, like, gas up other, like, opponents and stuff. He'll beat a team 5-0 and talk about how good they were. But I think he actually meant it. Like, their build-up from the back is, like, so, so good. So, so good. Um, and, like... It looks truly elite, like you would expect from a billion-dollar squad, and they're not that at all. Um, and I think that that is a appreciable difference that you've seen between Potter and Deserby, and you get to see it with basically the same players um, in the same season. So, yeah, I think that this is like this is them kind of breaking through the 
sort of glass ceiling or whatever you want to call it that was on their uh, club for a few seasons and I think it's a massive accomplishment to see them in the Europa League and like I think they can compete in the Europa League it's going to be tough because you need a European sized squad for that and sometimes clubs can't afford to do that but I don't know I think they're going to be a ton of fun to watch in Europe next year that's a good shout excuse me Uh, I think that a lot of people would agree with you Blair I think a lot of people would agree with you. Maddie, what is your manager of the season? <sighs> Did you also say Roberto? It's okay if you all say I Sarah. said Deservey or Unai Emery. <laughs> wow. Let's hear the wow, case wow, for Unai wow. Emery. Yeah, you know, I cuz like we all I think I think you'd agree, you know, Deservey, but why Unai Emery? I mean, he came into this team and they were kind of uh in fuego. Um, and he in a bad way, in a bad way on fire going down and he turned him around. Um, and Blair kind of called it when it was happening that he's going to come in and he's going to do well for what, two and a half seasons. So he's got two seasons left and he pushed Aston Villa to make top seven, seventh place. Yeah. They made it to the the Europa conference league. Like, okay. I mean, yeah, I think I think that's a that's a that to me would be a good choice, but also kind of like a curveball choice because he came in so late. Yeah, he made a difference though, and yeah. like a lot of managers that come in that late can't make a difference. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Unai Emery, not bad. We got Roberto Deserbi, Unai Emery, and I will counter all of you. Counter. This is a debate. Okay. 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 <laughs> well, just because uh, like not no not one top four coach has been chosen. Come on. Mm. Uh, so I'm gonna pick Eddie Howe. Okay. Because nice. uh, I think a lot of expectation is put on a coach. So the the thing about Unai Emery and Roberto De Zerbi is they went in with way way less heavy expectations. Um, they didn't have nearly the weight of having the richest club in the league. They didn't have the weight of having all of the headlines and focus and the uh, the whole part of that season where uh, everyone became an expert on uh, the, the philosophy of what evil and good is Um and like why why you should or shouldn't coach Newcastle. So I think that's like a lot of noise you have to truly block out. And then also to take the squad and make it work because the season before Newcastle were just trying to make it to next season. They were in relegation at several points. And obviously um, the buys helped them, right? Newcastle have bought smartly. Newcastle have filled in spots that needed, like they were buying the worst, they were buying the best players for the worst positions on their team. And I think that's kind of something what Brighton does as well. And so that kind of helps fill in the gaps where the managers might have shortcomings. Like, um, I think Roberto Deserbi is a really good coach. I don't think he's like Nostradamus, you know? Mm. Um, And that's where front office really helps. And why having a manager that isn't in charge of also buying players also is an advantage when you have like a good sporting director. My point is, is that... Newcastle achieved well beyond what people expected, even though they are expected eventually to become part of the financial bigwigs. So, uh, all in all, solid season. I mean, Champions League in the first season? Yeah, of course. And obviously, we can't give it to Pep. (laughs) 
because he's like, he like, he already has it, right? Yeah. He's not the manager of the season. He's like the, I don't know, chaperone of the season. Yeah. I feel like the grand puppy. Maybe that's a disservice to Pep, obviously. But, and like, I think, uh, well, now, Blair, you mentioned uh, uh, um, shout outs. Yeah. I think I would say, though, for Eddie Howe, um, that he's definitely a contender. But also, I think a, a benefit of uh, managing the wealthiest club in the world that there's the expectation of doing well, but also, like, there are many benefits that come with that. So I guess that'd be my pushback to that part of it. That's but, true. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I won't push back. Yeah. Um, and I also played like a really negative style of football. I think sometimes this season that I didn't really like, but um, yeah, they punched about their way. I think though, the, the other ones would be Emery, probably Arteta. Um, I think that's probably fair to say. Um, Thomas Frank, definitely a good one. Always. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. I think he, I think he deserves it. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think, you know what, that's cause like, I think the, in, we'll, we'll transition here folks. Uh, I think a lot, there was a lot of, there were several very good managers this season mm-hmm. and they shepherded their teams through the ups and downs of the league. Well, but I think this season was largely overshadowed by the sheer amount of sackings mm. that happened. Managers got the ax all over the place. Uh, at one point, even Klopp was getting talked about. Um, so yeah, I would that was love, never real. That was never going to happen. If you had looked at the dark corners of the Liverpool circles, I was seeing uh, <laughs> it was very real to them. <laughs> so I would love to hear your sacking of the season. Um, I wasn't sure when you worded this how to take it. Um, so... I have a like a good one and then the funny one. The I have a good and funny one wrapped all in the same sacking. I think we is might it all Antonio have Conte? Oh, that's a good one. No, actually, it wasn't. because he <laughs> sacked himself. That's true. You know what? This uh, and they still don't have a manager. That's a great. That's a great shout. Um, I honestly totally forgot about Antonio Conte. <laughs> <laughs> that's that feels like such a distant memory. Yeah. Okay. All right, that's mine. No, is that the funny or the good one? That was the funny one because he sacked himself. Okay. Good. Okay. Let's hear Blair's. Now I think we've we got to have it. It's Frank one. Lampard. Interesting. You guys know how much I love Sean Dyche. He's probably the manager of the season in my yeah. eyes. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he always will be. And he always will be, yeah. Um, and, Why Frank Lampard? Uh, because he was really bad at Everton. They like didn't win a game for like uh, like over 10 games or something. Right. Horrible run. Hey. He somehow finesses that into a job at Chelsea. Right. right. Where he just continues to do the same yeah. thing. He yeah. won one there and tied one. Yeah. I... I, Wait, are you arguing for Frank Lampard right now? I just want to. I don't know. I think he's just kind of a guy. He, he just looks that's like exactly, a dude. Exactly. He's so, at this point, he's just some guy. The, a classic example of failing upwards. Um, and, and he'd already been fired from Chelsea once. It, it Just so many weird choices around that guy. Um, I don't know. I think, um, though, Everton saved their season in, in sacking him. Um, and they got a, a very good manager to come in uh, to do a job in uh, keeping them up, and they just barely did, but they did it. Well, so. after, after the fact, I think that is the correct decision because yeah. they are another season safe. Yeah. And now, uh, the fan, I mean, at the end of the broadcast, you could hear the commentators saying the fans were calling for the sacking of the board. So yeah. not, not the coach, the board. Yeah. Make Sean Deitch the board. <laughs> um. That's good. Mine was uh, 
I think I was surprised no one said this, Thomas Tuchel. Mm. Um, for for the, I mean, like post the sacking, the context of everything that happened afterwards. You mean those yeah. notable sacks? That is hilarious. You know, somebody said on a broadcast that if the season started after like October 12th or 19th or something, that Chelsea would be just one point above the drop zone. Yeah, so uh, hypothetically, right, if you take those 10 or so games off the table, I think that Thomas Tuchel coached yeah. and got points from, Yeah, and you put in, say, Grand Potter or, in this case, Frank Lampard, Chelsea would have a real, real chance of relegation. having a relegation battle on their hands. Yeah. Additionally, taking a coach that was getting results and just having some growing pains from having to go through an ownership change mm-hmm. and then talk to Todd Bowley of all people and about an influx of players, um, about management uh, and having to deal with all that and still trying to grind up some results. Yeah. Understandable. That form would dip additionally winning. I mean, this is classic Chelsea, but winning the champions league, um, I believe a year prior, was it a year prior? Um, no, cause Liverpool, two Real years. Madrid two years yeah. prior. Um, but still having a top four team, and then finally uh, getting hired by uh, Bayern Munich. And honestly, almost fumbling the bag on that title race. Yeah. Thanks to thank you, Dortmund, yeah. for the the Thomas Tuchel Saturday saga. Afternoon entertainment. Uh, this year has been chaotic. Yeah. And, but the thing is, is that all the press releases coming out and all the PR coming out, it 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 made. I think it was trying to show that Thomas Tuchel was really passionate about this Chelsea job, and he was really trying to like do something there. Yeah. Proper Chelsea. And, like, obviously where they are now. Anyway, so that's my sacking of the season. Uh, Antonio Conte, um, Frank Lampard, and uh, Thomas Tuchel, their common thread, Chelsea FC. (laughs) (laughs) So take uh, that what you will. Let's go to uh, the next one. Um, (laughs) Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll go the last negative thing, and then we'll do all the positive stuff. Flop of the season. What player was the biggest disappointment in your eyes and why maddie you go first this time oh fair enough i've got a good one i think all right um and i think it's i've mentioned him before okay and uh, i just wanted to bring up the numbers just so you guys are aware now uh (laughs) this player may not have made the biggest headlines and he may not have had the kind of weight of expectation thrust upon him for the season nonetheless it is why it's it's because of this that it's so impressive that he disappointed so incredibly. Of course, I'm talking about Loney signing Arthur Melo. And <laughs> uh, why Arthur Melo, may you ask? Well, let me give you some figures. Arthur Melo was signed from Juventus on loan. On loan as a midfield stopgap to help us with the depth of our squad while we pushed for top four, for Premier League winners, for Champions League, for domestic cups, what have you. Now, how much was Arthur Melo utilized? I'll answer you with zero Premier League minutes. Zero Premier League minutes. Well, I thought he played in the Champions League. He did for exactly 13 minutes as a substitute in the group stages against Napoli. How did he do? Forgettable. <laughs> you don't remember? <laughs> I don't. That feels so long ago. Now, the next piece of information I want to give you is the financial cost this Oof. was to Liverpool. It had a 
uh, about a $5 million cost to sign him as a loan player. Additionally, we had to pick up his wages. $5 million to sign him, and then we're paying him uh, $135,000 a week for 13 minutes. Hmm. Now, if we take the Premier That's League... That's a dream. It really is. <laughs> if we take the... So $135,000 times how many weeks is the Premier League? 40 weeks? Yeah, about that. Times 40 plus 5 million, right? Yeah. That brings us to about 10.4 million. Let's divide that by 13 minutes. <laughs> Seeing how many dollars a minute. That's $800,000 a minute Oof. that we paid. You don't want to talk about financial disaster classes? <laughs> That's got to be up there. That's Zhao Felix numbers. So anyway, that's my flop. Back to you guys. Blair? Anthony, easy. Easy Huge flop. Easy money. Huge flop. For me, it's always going to be, for flop of the season, I think it's almost always going to be like a big money signing that doesn't work out from the the previous uh, summer transfer window. Okay. I think um, people are talking about Mudrik here, and I understand that because he was also very expensive and didn't score a goal um, yet, but... For me, it's got to be Anthony. I mean, they paid very close to 100 million euros for this guy. Yep. Um, he played 25 Premier League matches. He had four goals and two assists. Okay. Um, and yeah, go on. Watch him play. Like, I just think that, like, he is hilarious to watch. Um, he's still, like, young-ish. There's still hope for him to turn into something. He's not bad, but he was well, well below... Uh, what they paid for him. He's um, 23. What he delivered. So He was born in 2000. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. The thing about him too is like you look at his numbers from Ajax, which is like the biggest club in there to VC generally. They weren't this year. but um, And I'm sorry. I, they usually are winning there to VC is what I should say. They still are the biggest club there. But he, he never surpassed 10 goals in a season. He at most hit nine. So I don't know necessarily where the 95 million euro figure came from. Um, because yeah, he just isn't very good, I guess. Okay. Um, so you are a certified Anthony hater is what I'm hearing. I am an Anthony hater. I think they, they, they didn't, uh, they didn't nail that transfer. (laughs) Okay. Here is my question. You say yes or no. Does he get better next season or does he No, That's that's a yes or no there. Does he get better next season? Um, if we're talking purely counting stats, does he, does he perform better? Um, yeah. I think it's easy to improve on four goals and two assists. So I think, yes, I think he theoretically should okay. be able to do that. Okay. Does he perform better than Jaden Sancho? I don't think he even performed better than Jaden Sancho this year. And Jaden Sancho barely played this year. Yeah. I think well, Jaden Sancho had a more appreciable impact on winning this season than, uh, Anthony did. And he did it. Manchester United fans, get in the comments. Tell them why this guy's an idiot, yeah. all right? I want to hear Sancho, it. Sancho, 26 matches, which is one more than Anthony. Six goals and three assists, opposed to four goals and two mm. assists. So if, Nine is more than six. So if Anthony mm. had a big two-goal, one-assist game, mm. you know, I mean. Interesting. Interesting. Anthony, one name. Jaden Sancho, two names. Interesting. Mm. Maddie, what's your flop of the season? I've got another one name. All right. A $60 million transfer to Spurs. A one. Ah. Richarlison, come on (laughs) down. The price was not right. That's a good one. One goal, three assists. A manager that calls you out and says he's bad and then fires himself. 
The players? A flop. The players? You can't fire me. The I players? quit. Yeah, that's a bad. That's you know. I'll, I think the thing is, is that Richarlison was a pretty solid striker for Everton. So mm-hmm. I, ha- a big I have to think rationally that he's going to get better next season by the numbers for Spurs. Mm-hmm. I have if to. If Kane leaves, I think, yeah. If Kane, well, that's a, that's a, that's a whole podcast episode right there. Mm-hmm. Does Kane leave and where does he go? And like, what does that do to Join Spurs? Join us next week when we call Harry Kane. <laughs> yeah. Does he join Aston Villa? Does I I think the I, the only clubs I've really saw in the United. little transfer mill were United uh, and Bayern and then Real um, Madrid. I mean, yeah, but Harry Kane at Real Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I mean, he, you know, Spurs do wear white. Uh, okay, that's cool. And uh, what about Anthony Gordon? Yeah, eh, all right. I don't have that much energy for that. All right, I think he uh, he hyped himself up. Yeah, yeah I think a, he's a pretty good player. No? He's all right. Yeah, you he's know. all right. He's all right. He, he did he, not single-handedly save Everton last year like he claimed. million pounds was he? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's just like meh. Right. It, it was it was it didn't work very well, but he's maybe. also a flop very because young. he's not even in the flop conversation. Yeah, Dang. like he, you know, he's yeah, yeah, exactly. What, what were you expecting? <laughs> All right, <laughs> well, big horse. How about that one? Let's let's uh, stop let's stop being haters for a second and get, and get on. To, let's be lovers. No, stop it. Joe Felix was a flop. <laughs> he was. I, he was probably I think, the best I think you know that that's a good talk. What is a, what truly is a flop? Uh, okay, Mark Cooker. Yeah. On. <laughs> yeah. You're just gonna keep throwing names. Chelsea, Chelsea fans, get in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think they would agree with me. What are you talking about? They had f- but what, how many points did they I finish know. on this I'm year? 42? I'm just trying to get some internet traffic going, man. <laughs> yeah, they got a I'm goal doing. today. Okay. Goal of the season, folks. Goal of the season. This is where we choose the best goal that we enjoyed the most for the 2022-2023 season. Blair. Mm. What that we enjoyed the most? Well, the whatever you yeah, feel, the one, the think, one that got you hyped up, oh, maybe. Well, it was Rice Nelson's goal against Bournemouth. Damn it! The game winner. Okay, we can have two. That one got me the most hyped up. Yeah, but I think the goal of the season for me was uh, Michael Elise's free kick goal against Manchester United. Okay. Okay. Um, and he kicked it from very far, hit it top bins, as they say, and um, just didn't even celebrate. Just act like he didn't even see it go in. Just didn't care at all. Yeah, it was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Well, cool guys don't look yeah. at explosions. They walk away. Yeah, exactly. He did that very Heads same back thing. back to the explosion. Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. Okay. It was now, um, I like that one. Maddie. judging by your reaction, you had something similar, and I would guess the same. Yeah, I think the ga- the goal that stuck with me most this season was Reese Nel- Nelson's goal against Bournemouth. Okay. Yeah, that okay. was pretty dope. I was pretty happy with that one. Yeah. I mean, people a, talked about it for like months afterwards. They kept referencing it. And I think that's kind of what makes a goal of the season. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, totally get that. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I would humbly submit Julio and CISO's goal against Manchester City for Brighton mm-hmm. um, because yes. it was against Manchester City. It was his <laughs> first time coming on to the, for, as a player in the Premier League and uh, put his name on the map and also absolute belter. And yeah. the occasion was crazy. And now he's, that's the reason I know his name now, like offhand. Yeah. Remember the name. Yeah. Paraguayan, um, something alliterative. The Paraguayan paratrooper? No. Pharaoh. Pharaoh. Anyway, that, that's, the, that's the goal of the season. Yay. Hey, 
what's your goal of the season? Tell Why us. don't you tell us in the comments? Call me. <laughs> Look at this, trying to get some engagement going. Look at that. What, what's going on? It's or, a purely audio format, yeah. but you talk back to us and we'll see if we'll listen what really, really hard. What if we just hard. invented live interactive podcasts and then just reinvented what town halls are? That's just mm. going live well, yeah, on live Instagram. Radio. Or oh. YouTube, well, or, or, or but you can't see us. Or s- uh, that's a call, and that's right. <laughs> but no, no, hear me out. We talk about something in the morning, early, and usually it's really like early. about relationship like sort issues. Of when people are driving to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a great time. Uh, and we pay for it with ads constantly. Anyone? <laughs> Anyone? No. This week is sponsored by. Okay, going to the fair, folks. Going to the fair. This one's, <laughs> this one's gonna be. Um, I think let's do awards by team. Did anyone do the paper plate awards? I had to look up what paper plate awards were to understand what Maddie was saying. Wait, are we doing player of the season and team of the season? I figure though? player of the season is like the last one, maybe. Okay, because like All that's right. like the big one that everyone cares about. Hyper specific award for each team. Okay. Yeah. Um, does anyone have things for that? No, because you said you didn't have. That worked out, and then we never talked about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I didn't uh, do well, it. Well, th- okay. I have some written down, but we can skip it. We can just skip it. Uh, I would love to hear them. Yeah, yeah. Them. Let's. Let, we can. We can. You can pick mine apart. No, we can go through. Yeah. Let's critique you. What's what would do you have? We can go down the. the I've got table. it down by place. Okay. One through twenty right now. All right, Manchester you have twenty City. awards. Yeah. Ooh, okay. I Fantastic. mean, I, they were all come up with like on the spot, Beautiful. so I can't, I can't certify their quality. We will rate them. Uh, okay, fair enough. Uh, Manchester yes City no. gets first uh, award for coolest asterisk on trophy. <laughs> <laughs> the most beautiful asterisk. <laughs> will it get taken away? Maybe. Um, That's a big asterisk. Yeah, it's a big asterisk. asterisk. Yeah. Asterisk. Nice, 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 nice. Yep, yep. Okay. Go. Um, yes. Uh, yes. The uh, I got Arsenal with the um, the collector's bottle trophy. Uh huh. Yeah. Good one. That's good. good one. <laughs> he said they're great at teams. We uh, <laughs> inherited from Liverpool. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. I can't. Learn I can smile best. because yep. I'm already crying inside. <laughs> Man United. I have best vibes for most mediocre season award. Mm. Yeah, that's fair enough. I guess. Yeah. Because, uh, well, now hear my reasoning here. Uh, for a club like them, they should be pretty, pretty uh, hypercritical, uh, and they are. But also, they are riding so high right now, and they won the Carabao Cup. Huh? Anyone? This is my hater hat. <laughs> Anyone? Anyone? I I would even Anyone? go as far as to say the um, Man United fans get in the comments. In toxicity, Sorry. maybe most improved toxicity. Yeah. The, right. are, they've gotten better at it. Yeah, they've gotten better <laughs> at being toxic. Just kidding. No. Um, Eric Ten Hag was also uh, one of my managers of the season, I think. <laughs> See, so I considered like him, seven. but then, you know, I thought there were a lot of better choices. Yeah, I think he's an honorable mention, probably. But yeah, better choices. Yeah. Okay, Newcastle United Football Club gets the, uh, f- the, f- the friend you have in class that has gum award. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> the one who always has the spare dollar to yep. go to the muffin cart yeah in eighth grade my friend ethan would always have money um from his mom and we would walk up to mcdonald's after school and get pops or burgers and he would pay for it because he had mom money classic Shout out to you, ethan yeah. Yeah. Real he's the newcastle he's, you know, yeah. he's <laughs> this, uh, of the friend group. this fiasco yeah, yeah. Money can buy happiness <laughs> and friends. Yeah. Well, hey, you know what? I think I think we'll find that Newcastle employs the same kind of strategy. <laughs> anyway, 
Uh, Liverpool. Liverpool. I had to think about this one because so many came to mind, but I had the most stylish reaping and most stylish sewing award. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's good. Thank you so much. I only crave approval. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had something pretty, pretty standard for Brighton Best Scouting Program Award because you sell Mark Kukurea and improve on him. Sure thing, boss. Sure thing. Yeah, get um, Graham Potter out of it. Don't worry. We already got it back up. Don't worry about it. We got a guy. We already got a guy. Mm, yeah, the got a guy award. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I know a guy. Yeah, yeah, I, a guy yeah award. I know a guy. Maybe that's yeah. better. That's, that's good. Way better. That's really that's good. Better. Nicely yeah. done. Okay. Uh, Aston Villa's pretty standard. Best bogey team. Best bogey team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a uh, imaginary friend growing up, and uh, two of them, and their names were China oh, and Bogey. No. Yeah. Daddy. Yeah. Tottenham. Oh, um, happy Father's Day. I can't believe you're just throwing these things out into the wild. You do really share some, <laughs> some things that are just very personal sometimes. Um, <laughs> did we all have a, a no, invisible friend? Never had an imaginary friend. I mean, like I played imaginary games. Yeah. I did imaginary games. That's yeah. true. I mean, I, uh, no, no, I, I, I sympathize with you. I, I would make imaginary characters. Yeah. Uh, admittedly, I, I just didn't had repeating keep them characters. Around. They just kept coming back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, like new stories would happen. They you were know? great. They were so like, nice you to ever me. Played, like superpower, the game where you pretend you have a superpower. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I still do. Do you, do you ever, uh, <laughs> did, you, did your imaginary friends ever cancel plans? <laughs> <laughs> Only when I wanted them to. <laughs> the biggest thing I remember, I still do this sometimes just to see if I have any latent force abilities. Just like, come on, move it, move it. Use the force. Nobody else, just me. Did okay. you ever uh, wave your hand around underwater, like in a lake and watch oh, the sand sure. move? Oh, for sure. You yeah. like, I've got powers. Yeah. Yeah. Or like pretend you were really good at martial arts underwater because you could mm, stay, like yes. you would do the kick and it would like stay up so you're like in a kung fu movie. Oh, yeah. Flying kick. That was cool. Yeah. Okay. Water's and cool, I man. was the weird one. All right. You're afraid of water. Well, I'm you've not had pools. rabies for 26 years. Truly, <laughs> 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 that, 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 that's actually just impressive. <laughs> that is impressive. Okay. I've survived with rabies. <laughs> rabies survivor. <laughs> Put that on a bumper sticker. Um, okay. Tottenham. Tottenham get the best punching bag award. Yeah. Yeah. Well deserved. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Good. The prettiest good punching season. bag. Yeah. Um, um, Brentford get the uh, most public gambling den award. Oof. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ivan. Yeah. <laughs> get it? I mean, like, even so, uh, Ivan Tony was the third best striker in the Premier League this season. Yeah. That's crazy. He, okay. he uh, places bets on himself. <laughs> he said, I only bet on my team yeah. to lose, <laughs> but only if I score. Okay. Fulham, the finally staying up award. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like they've been here, obviously. The good vibes team. Yeah, the the for erections that last longer than four hours team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I don't understand that one. Yeah, because they finally stayed up. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> I'm just slow. Okay. The little blue bill, the little blue pill <laughs> team. Blue chew, blue chew. <laughs> All right, All right, we're moving on. We're moving on. Crystal Palace get the best senior program award. Mm, yeah. Uh, like, the, uh, oh, I'm coming down to get the, you. What's the opposite of elder abuse? Elder <laughs> respect? Enablement? Elder enablement. Empowerment? Elder empowerment. Elder empowerment. The, the, it's not the king power. It's the elder empower. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. No. Really? Glass houses and all that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chelsea get the shiniest dumpster fire award. <laughs> They're so pretty, but they have mm, fire. Yeah, polished turd. Yeah. They are the meme of the dog yeah. sitting in the house that's on fire, mm. saying, "This is fine." Yeah, that's Todd Bowley, maybe. Yeah, is yeah. that Todd Bowley or is or that Christian Pulisic? Christian, Christian, free my man. <laughs> All right, Wolves, uh, most mediocre season award. Yeah, just a totally beige season. Yeah, can't remember a single thing about it no. unless you're Ruben Neves. That's true. We did have some heated yeah. yeah. whole discussion on that, and you know my stance. Okay. <laughs> Most glistening biceps awards. Adama Traore yeah. for the 15th year running. Uh, <laughs> the most lubed team. <laughs> the sole uh, angel investor for the baby oil industry. Yeah, <laughs> keeping them afloat. All right, West Ham get keeping the biggest season drop award. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. From the high highs to the low lows. What happened? I don't know. All right, uh, I know these have all been kind of negative. Bournemouth's a bit better. Blocking out the haters award. Yes. Everyone thought they'd go down. They said, screw you guys. They. I'm not that guy. Pulled the lever on the slot machine and returned cherries. Am I right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, this uh, Nottingham Forest doesn't get an award so much as they do get a research paper citation. <laughs> uh, finally, providing evidence that buying everyone does actually work sometimes. Eventually, it, there are no players for anybody else to buy. <laughs> it's like Monopoly. I have all the property on the board. I like, don't know how it worked. They get the Keeler Navas award. Like that, yeah, that's it. The most likely to be a money laundering front. <laughs> Um, okay, the uh, Everton get the holding on to quote legacy award. Mm. Holding on for dear life award. Uh, right now, that's I think that's all they've got. Legacy, what I got. Uh, the toffee can be kind of hard to get out of your teeth award. Mm, mm. Okay, okay, okay. There's no Ellen toffee. That's true. Anyway, Lester get the biggest WTF season. Yeah, that's what the hell, Maddie. Yeah. What the hell happened? We don't need to dwell on it. <laughs> Thanks. Leeds get the most chaotic energy award. Frantic as <laughs> hell. Yeah. Yes. They they are the team that is like a newcomer to a city and they take too much coke. You you show up and you take too much coke. Yeah. yeah. A classic. Yeah. The analogies in this episode are off the rails right now. Yep. Okay. I'm feeling chaotic. Leeds <laughs> at the back was like that bathroom scene in train spotting wow okay <laughs> we are oh, going no, to please. just push through it uh, <laughs> that southampton did. get the i'm not mad i'm just disappointed award <laughs> yeah they asked for this they like sold all their players and fired their manager who i think was decent and yeah. they're like hmm this is this is the this is really the reaping of the selling yeah well, that, that was those really are the, good. Those are the paper players. I hope you guys liked them. I know, I, and you guys didn't approve upon most of them. So thank you for that. Um, We're it was, here to it serve. was a lot of quick work. Okay, uh, moving on to team of the season. Now, each of us has chosen a starting 11 for our quote team. Oh, I picked a club. Oh, shit. Me too. 
Okay. <laughs> Grossly misinterpreting yeah. the assignment. Yeah, I could probably come up with a team in the season, though. No, it's, it'll take too long, but I'll, I'll take you through my team. Yeah, take us through your no, team, and then I we'll wanna, pick our I wanna teams. Hear, <laughs> I want to hear. That, no, because, like, to be fair, like we did say, we didn't outline the criteria. <laughs> yeah, we did really not. did not define these at all. I was too busy eating waffles. Okay, so, Blair, <laughs> what is your team? Which team was your team of the season, and why is it Brighton? It is Arsenal. Ah. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> I think we overperformed a lot. Okay. We we uh, punched well above our weight, little, I think. A little fan base prize show, and that's okay. Yeah, but no I, I, I didn't pick us for a lot of the other ones, so I think, uh, that's fine. I think okay. it was fair. That's fair. Okay, Maddie? I picked Fulham because I also think that they overperformed in all the weirdest of ways. Fulham? Yep. Fulham. Full ham? Full of ham Fulham. Okay. I mean, we're not, I mean, I they, not eighth place Brentford? They were, you know, they're not eighth place. <laughs> Um, they lost their like main scorer and then continued scoring. And I think that's pretty admirable. And then they lost their like, you know, big man in the back, Tim Ream shouts out, you know, they still kept performing. I was wondering why you guys got finished with all that so quickly. And I was sitting there like still coming up with stuff. (laughs) Well, you also came up with the paper plate awards and we, you didn't do anything. Yeah. Okay. We didn't do anything. (sighs) Okay. So. Yeah, okay, I guess I'll go through mine. Uh, who's on your team? I'll tell you who's on my team, and I'm going to give you why I chose them. Because uh, I chose a team. I chose a team of the season, emphasizing team. That means I didn't choose uh, 11 players that performed really well this season. I chose players that performed really well this season and also made the requirement that this has to be a well-operating team that has a clear identity. And lots of green lines between them. Yeah, yeah, a lot, right. of, a lot of FIFA green lines. So when you saw the team of the season, I think FIFA released one like last week sometime. It was like a 3-3-4. Three, three, mm, oh, yeah, they yeah. just pick like the best players. Yeah, that, that's, what I'm, that's not what I'm doing. I'm, yep. I'm, I'm trying to create something here. So I went with the standard formation that most teams in the league go with, and that's a classic 4-3-3 right now. Mm. And uh, I will just start from the goalkeeper and work my way up. Uh, obviously I think the clear choice for goalkeeper this season was, uh, Allison Becker. Um, and I will preface, this is the only Liverpool player on my team. Mm. So, uh, uh, he was the best goalkeeper, best shot stopper. And he, in my opinion, uh, is the one that overperformed the expected XG, um, by all of the models that are in use currently. Now we have a back four, two center backs and two fullbacks. I'll start with the obvious ones. Kieran Trippier, right back. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think he had a, he was leading the league in crosses into the box and he has a hell of a free kick. Uh, I don't think I really need to specify why I chose him uh, and defend my choice. Um, There were several other choices, but uh, I also tried to give a little bit of variety for teams. Obviously, uh, we'll go through the center back pairing, uh, and I chose them because I know they work well together. John Stones and Manuel Akanji. Interesting. Okay, so um, you picked center backs from the same team. I did okay. only because I was having trouble. John Stones, to me, was the one of the pivotal reasons why Manchester City won the league this year. Uh, his ability to be a technical ball player as well as have the pace as a defensive center back is what gives Manchester City the kind of flexibility they needed to go and game in and game out and keep winning. Now, John Stones being the ball playing center back, I was struggling to come up with a pure defensive center back that stuck out this season. I think there were a lot of good ones, but none of the clear leaders, mm-hmm. right? Uh, obviously, I could have chosen, um, you know, Virgil van Dyke, if I was letting my fan color show, but I t- 
truly don't think he had a spectacular season. So I just went with someone that I knew perf- overperformed, and that was Manuel Kanji because mm. he was signed as a winner signing. Anyway, let's move on. Left back. This was tough. There was no clear left back. Mm. There wasn't a left back this season that really shone. Nobody played on the left side that stuck out, so I started to do some digging. And I came upon one Purvis Estupignon. Okay. Signed for a pittance uh, as a replacement uh, on Brighton and has been performing admirably. And if we took these players in their season, I think he'd be the best one given how I want my team to play. Uh, I wanted to choose Andy Robertson. I think he had an okay season. I didn't think he had that great of a season. I also did not choose Wilma Saliba because he got injured a good portion of the way through the season. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I know you were waiting for that player. Now, I have a midfield three here, okay? Some of you aren't going to like these things. I don't care. For my attacking central midfielder, I have Martin Odegaard. I hate that so much. You hate that? Sorry. Good, because I don't care. Good. He had a fantastic season, overperforming on many metrics, and also a very good captain for Arsenal mm. when all said and done. Yes. Let's move on. Maddie? Yeah. Bruno Fernandez, league leader in through balls, key passes, and shot creating actions. He's no Christian Eriksen, that's for sure. That's right. He's better. And he's he not. will make a perfect use as a midpoint if we want to play possession style attacking uh, soccer. Yeah, unless you're losing. And I don't plan to lose with this team. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, for a defensive midfielder, we have Zhao Paulinha. Oh, yeah. He's League great. leader in tackles one, dribblers tackled, uh, and, of course, yellow cards. <laughs> yeah, that's the most important metric. And that was something we clocked when we talked about his transfer as well, that he was going to be brash in the tackle, but he was... Yeah. A good ball winner. And I was torn between him and Declan Rice, but I thought, let's throw in some variety. And honestly, he deserves a shout. Now, I've got a left wing, a right wing, and, of course, a striker. Left wing, Bukayo Saka, star boy. Interesting. Even though he plays on the right, but that's fine. No, because Kevin De Bruyne plays on the right. Oh, we're playing. Okay, all right. Yeah, uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna do we're incorporating a bit of a pep tactics here, and mm. we're spreading these guys out. Pep uh, tactics, pep pep tactics, pep, pepto. I mean, obviously, uh, striker Erling Holland. I I don't need to explain why. <laughs> and that's my starting eleven of the season, folks. That's, that's the best team. team, and I think it has some healthy variety, including the uh, two teams that challenged for the title uh, and a couple of others sprinkled in there. All right. I'll, I'll tell you mine, Jacob. I just can't oh, with it. Okay, let's hear it. All right, I'm also going with the four three three. I think my team's pretty good. Uh, at the back, I have Nick Pope, just to be different. Um, I think Allison was the best keeper. In the are league. you choosing different players just to make it? Make no, it some different. of them are different, but okay. some of them are the okay. same. Uh, I think Nathan Ake was the best left, best left back in the league this season. Um, he was very good. Um, honorable mention, Alexander Zinchenko. Just going to say that. Um, I think the best left center back in the league, though, was Gabriel Magalash from Arsenal. He was very, very good. He was our defensive rock this season. And um, part of the reason why we were uh, contending for the league for so long. Uh, at the right, I'm going to pick Ruben Diaz. Um, also, I think pretty solid center back. Um, and the right side, of, or, I'm sorry, the right back is going to be Trippier. I think that's where we have uh, some overlap. He was very, very good. I don't think we can question that a whole lot. Um, also, I think having two Newcastle defenders makes sense, given that they were so defensively stout this season. Um, for my left eight, I'm going to go with Alexis McAllister, um, who I thought was really great. Obviously, won the World Cup this year. Um, my six, I'm going to go with Bruno Gimarish. 
think he's just basically like one of the best all around midfielders in the league. Um, definitely a excellent buy for Newcastle. He's going to be a pivotal part of their, um, I guess not resurgence insurgents. I don't know. Definitely not that. Um, my right eight's going to be KDB. Uh, I'm going to use him in the midfield. And then in my wings, I'm going to have Rashford on the left. I think he was very good. Bagged a lot of goals. Erling Holland is a, is a forward. Surprise, surprise. And Mo Salah as my right winger. That's my team of the season. Interesting. I would have. Uh, I would swap out, in my humble opinion, um, not for goal output because we already have that with Holland, but <laughs> Jack Grealish for Marcus Rashford. Yeah, that could work. That could work. Yep. Okay. I mean, like, I think those are all good shouts. Nick Pope, though, not like uh, someone like... Um, who was the uh, killer Navas? Yeah, I go Nick Pope over Navas. I think. Really? Yeah. Um, Strange. Okay. No, it's fine. But it's fine. It's cool. Let's. That's the team of the season, folks. What do you think? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Get in the comments. Stop <laughs> talking to the people. They're not here. <laughs> I keep looking at the camera. Okay. Last award before we move on to poems. Player of the season. Now I want us all to say it at the same time. Are we ready? Mm. Okay. Ready? Three, two, one. Erling Holland. Would you say Maddie? Did you just say who? What? Mateo Guendouzi. Matoma. Karu Matoma. <sighs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he worked harder. Uh, yeah, you're going. You're going for the uh, anime main character award. Uh, no, I just thought he had to work harder for the things that he got. Yeah. Okay. What about a 36-goal season? I don't care. <laughs> everybody else can say Holland. Um, he can I, have I everybody think, else. I, truly, I think that's one of the most, like, unanimous things this year is, yeah. like, he broke he broke a re- he broke the goal record. Good for him. He was so good. He had 44 goals and assists. 44. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think it's crazy that he had this goal-scoring output. Um, because if he didn't exist, Harry Kane just quietly had a 30 goal season this year, 30 goals and three assists or something it's, like, yeah, simply insane in he the was middle of a ridiculous in, flounder. Yeah. This has just been his, uh, MO for so long. It's just constantly being a consistent source of goals, despite all of the maelstrom as a deep line playmaker at times as well. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, also, uh, I wanted to find audio of all the pundits, uh, musing about Holland and his initial transfer to Man City uh, mm. and oh. getting all the audio bits of like, it's a disrespect to the league that he, you think he'll just steamroll the league like that. And then literally breaking the record the first season. I think <laughs> see what I can do. good juxtaposition for the I'll episode. I'll see what I can do for you. I also did pick a young player of the year and I had two. I had Julio and CISO and Rico Lewis. A young player of the year. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't really, I wasn't thinking about that. That's I okay. was doing a lot of, uh, surfing for everything else. And, uh, let me think anything off the top of my head, off the top of the dome here. Uh, oh yeah. Obviously Julian Alvarez. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Good pick. Good. Yeah. For young player of the season. Yeah. Oh, um, Hmm. If it's not Erling Holland, cause I mean, he's, he's young still, but I see, I think, I think Manchester, I think the premier league is too liberal with the young player. I think it's like, it has to be below 20. Both of 20. these players are 18 and 19 years old, respectively. Respectively. Yeah. Respectively. With, with which, which players? Uh, Rico Lewis and uh, Julio Inciso. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I mean, like, that's just my definition player. Don't, don't concern yourself just because what I said. Yeah. Follow your heart. Okay. 
Young Player of the Season. Do, 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 do. It's okay if you say the same name. It's all right. Do, 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 You're going to have Rico do, do. or Julio, whichever one you I want. Know. I don't know if I would pick. I think I'm just going to say Sterling Holland again. Okay. okay. I think he's like, I don't know if you just give him both, but like, yeah, I mean, he's what, 22? It just feels weird to say that. Also, you know, player of the season, also young player of the season. It it can yeah. it can still be correct. Like no one's ever weird. been rookie of the year and also MVP, but like I don't know. I guess like yeah, that's, that's kind of just kinda what he is. Kind of what happened? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right, I think it's time, folks. Yeah, yeah he's okay, twenty two. Let, let's let's transition away from awards. Uh, congratulations to everyone. Give a yes, yes. round of applause on all the awards given out. Congratulations! But now we have to move on to a bit of slam poetry about. Three teams. It's the part of the podcast where we rhyme. All right, we will we will we'll sandwich. We'll go promotion, relegation, promotion. So Blair, please take your Luton Town promotion. Wait, 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 wait. We have two relegations and one promotion. Ooh, you're right. You know what? You are right. Should we reverse sandwich it then? We'll reverse sandwich yeah. it. All right. Jacob. Okay. Uh, I will begin my relegation poem for Leeds United. Sorry, I okay. hit the button. Oh, Leeds United, a team so bold, once in the Premier League, now left in the cold, having hopes and dreams they fought so hard, with Marcelo Bielsa initially leading their charge, but alas, this season caught them off guard. Managers, (laughs) wouldn't you believe it? Each took their turn as the relegation fire began to burn. Marsh, Scabala, Gracia, (laughs) and who could forget Big Sam, eventually led them down to the championship land. Of what will happen to our holy trinity, Adams, Aronson, and beautiful Weston McKenney. (laughs) No, we'd united. Fear not the fall. For in the second division, you will stand tall. Recharge your spirit. Regroup. Revive. And soon, once again, you'll aim to thrive. This is so much. For in soccer, there is always a chance to reclaim your glory, to rise and advance. The journey might be tough, but you will find a way to climb back up and shine brighter one day. So, Leeds United, keep your heads held high. Relegation, it's just a pause. It's not a goodbye. The football world awaits your return. We await for you to watch the Premier League burn. Oh my God. Jesus. (laughs) That went on for so long. <laughs> so that's a little bit about Leeds United. <laughs> um, okay, so right. I, I think I'm next. So before I go, I want to just mention that I think while mine might have some of the themes that a poem, uh, the <laughs> poem structure, it doesn't really follow a rhyme scheme, nor any discernible poem structure accepted by any sort of academic institution. <laughs> that's all right, man. Um, <laughs> and instead, I, I attempted to go for a series of 
puns. Okay. Fantastic. Let's see if you can wait, wait, count wait, them. Is this like a Mitch Hedberg kind of thing? Just I don't like know. jokes? I don't know who that is. We'll see what happens. Okay. This is Luton Town. Luton, the town. What is it? It's not a place, not a person. It's an idea. <laughs> and a Ben Affleck movie. <laughs> a shootout. A heist, some might say. Dressed as nuns, we make our getaway. Hmm. We, the now gone girls of the Skybet Championship, Ooh. rode the soft eyes of Ethan Horvath to glory. We fought. We scrapped. We won every last duel. Sometimes we just see a goal scoring opportunity and we just finish it. <laughs> <laughs> our first time ever in the Premier League. We're on the way back to glory. Yes, we're dreaming. Goodwill hunting, even. We're climbing. Powering up. All systems are go. <laughs> it's all Ben Affleck. It's all Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so I just want to know, was there a reason we chose Benny Boy? Here? Um, yeah, uh, the, the town has been in the news lately as it relates to Joe Missoula and his frequent uh, rewatching of the movie four yeah. times a week, he claims. And so when I thought of Luton Town, I thought, huh, you know what? Just going to go for all these Ben Affleck puns. That's so, good. That was good. I like that one. Thank that you. That was good. <laughs> uh, nuns. All right. <laughs> Maddie, why don't you, why don't you just I'll take, us home. take us down a little King Power Road? Mine is short. It's sweet. I wrote okay. an elegy. Do we have uh, music? For Lester. Same one. Wait, you say a eulogy? An elegy. An elegy, okay. This is called Lester City. Written and read by me. Maddie Gaylor. Sad, sad, sad. Maddie Gaylor. <laughs> this season took us out. Rogers gone. Games too late. The Foxes had hope, no doubt. But they couldn't help but self-detonate. Leicester City, the kings of 2016, see a sad end to 2023. Off to sites previously seen, obviously, we'll miss Barty. The Foxes will fight next year. The championship will have its way. Who knows who will have left to cheer, but that's all that this Fox has to say. on two scenes. <laughs> it feels like that one scene in no, this is gonna be a deep cut. Uh this that one scene from uh the two towers in Lord of the Rings where King Theoden uh is burying his son upon the hills. Long have these flowers growing on the graves of my forebears. <laughs> I tried to end it with what does the fox say? Pun. So yeah, that's where I I would have done the same. Thanks. Yeah. No parent should have to bury their child. We're now in our foxhole. Oh, that, that was good. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fighting bombs brothers, around us. A band of brothers. <laughs> what our fate will be, no one can tell us. Okay. Running us with us. Well, on that end, sad note, we have a happy note. We have a league winner. Oh my gosh, I'm we pretty, have a fantasy Premier League winner? I'm pretty sure the results aren't technically in, but I think we can call it. Can, wait, can we, if the results aren't in, can we call it, though? Is that, is that how that works? Um, so... Going into the week, Jennifer Carmuch had a forty-eight point lead, and I don't think somebody's—I don't think he's going to go over her. And Benbo only uh, eclipsed her this week by twenty-eight points. 
So I think right. it's safe to say that she is our winner. Jennifer Carmuch is our winner. My why? Our our podcast why? Oh why we gosh. keep going? Yes. Is That's... Jennifer Carmuch. All right, Jennifer. Well done. Sure, you quote no soccer and quote <laughs> understand how it works. Sure. You know what? You got a scarf. Congratulations. Yes. You should uh, one DM us Please. on something on uh, w- whether it be Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok, and we also have an email. Where can they find us? Uh, uh, there's a whole link tree on yeah. our Instagram, and uh, just send a uh, proof that it is your team, and then we can and like which team you support, so we can get you a scarf. Yeah. Yes, Jennifer. Congratulations. Congratulations. Very very good. Pretty thoroughly destroyed most of us. I think I had a. I think I was I had a good chance there for, for some for a time. Yeah, my team was mostly injured uh, by the end of the season, so uh, or suspended. I think so. That was uh, that's what I was going for. So I think I won my own personal competition. Oh my gosh! And uh, for that, I well, say congratulations. Where, where to were me. where was the final standings of us in the table? Do so, you want to hear it? Top five: Jennifer Carmuch, Benbo, Benjamin Emberly. Noby Juju be dat in third. Love that name. Don Wizzy in fourth, and Madison Gaylor coming in fifth. Not Madison me, Gaylor. because that's not my name. <laughs> Where were you, Maddie? That's not my name. Um, I well, first it's uh the Tony Express, Zach Mikowski, uh coming in fifteenth. Oh, not, okay. Directly fifteenth, a safe him. mid-table. T- well, not safe, but like you know, questioning. On bottom of Zach Mikowski is Blair Found Jesus. 16th? On bottom you 16th. Say, of Zach Mikowski. Okay. Yeah, right, right below him. <laughs> oh, uh, right. And then I'm in 19th uh, with uh, Yes and Didi. And Jacob, you are in 21st. <laughs> Am I last? You are not. I win. And Jonathan is not either. My brother did not finish in last. Excellent. He finished in second to last so john oh yeah he had a great good job hey john you know for your first season that ain't bad this is my like fifth season you nailed it you nailed this (laughs) last week he was down by one point before this so congratulations well you know folks what a what a season it's been obviously there's an fa cup final next week and there's a champions league final the week after so there is still some soccer left to be played Mm, and then baseless transfer rumors begin Mm, and what a good season it's the most wonderful time (laughs) of the year okay well folks anything to add before we close out fun season fun season thanks for listening yeah I I cannot wait for championship coverage next season from Maddie. I truly cannot. It's going to be crazy. I want to hear all the stories that end up happening out of that league. I have to cry first. Fair enough. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.